Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. This is for the week of August 23rd. And on this episode, we are going to welcome all the way from the United Kingdom, from England actually, Matt Carp. He is releasing his book on New Metal, A Definitive Guide. He speaks to several band members and uh, and bands uh, about the New Metal era and what it is and what the future is all about. Matt Carp coming up next right here on The Roman Show. This and a whole lot more. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Lido. Go fly. Guidance. Transcope. Surgeon. Go flight. Econ. We're going flight. GNC. We're going. Down here. Go. Control. Go. 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 We are going. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're going flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are going for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on The Roman Show. Uh, our, you know, before we get started here, I want to give a special shout out to one of our good friends at Powerbomb Bites. Now, Powerbomb Bites, it gives you full energy right before the gym, uh, hell, before you get to work, whatever it may be. But it's a small bite packed with a lot of power. Now, there's several flavors and texture. It's a unique combination of satisfaction and feeling of well-being. You can never go wrong treating yourself right. So, Power Bites brand strives on developing functional food that serves as an alternative product which contribute to well-being. I gotta tell you, I tried this myself and they're absolutely delicious and nutritious. Hit them up on Instagram at Powerbomb Bites. That's at Powerbomb Bites. And get your bites right now and enjoy it. Let them know the Roman Show, Roman show sent you and uh, enjoy it. Well, make sure you follow us on our socials, Roman Show Media on Facebook, at The Roman Show on Twitter. Uh, Roman Show Media on Instagram, and you can visit us always on our website, theromanshow.com. All right, lots to talk about here. As uh, in just a few, we're going to welcome in Matt Carp. Listen, coronavirus, the COVID nineteen, the Delta virus, whatever you want to call it, um, this thing is attacking us from all sorts of angles and corners, and it's impacting the world of rock. Corey Taylor was scheduled to perform this weekend. Unfortunately, he got COVID-19. Jonathan uh, Davis of uh, Corn also got the virus, uh, as long as some of the members of Pop Evil. So what does that mean? That means that perhaps you are headed to a festival. And you might not see the band because maybe one of the band members got hit with coronavirus. It happened to Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit ended up canceling their tour dates in August. Uh, and many other bands too have been impacted uh, with this virus. Just know, man, listen, protect yourselves. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I think you're going to have to go with your, your gut feeling as to what is good for you. I will tell you this, and again, I'm not swaying your, 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 your opinion or, or what you want to do. 
But Corey Taylor said that he had the coronavirus, so he has the coronavirus. He's still positive. But if it wasn't for that vaccine, it probably would have been worse. Listen, we all want to get back together uh, and party and enjoy ourselves. However, this thing is still around us. The pandemic is not over. I don't know about you guys, but I want to go ahead and party my ass off in a heavy metal concert. Not thinking or worrying about that I can get this virus. Because we know what it can it, it can do to you. I know many people, and I'm not going to mention any names here. But I know fighters, fighters, athletes, okay? These guys take care of themselves. They eat well. They train all day. And they have had uh, the coronavirus. And it put their asses in the hospital. So it goes to show you that this thing is serious it's not a joke. Uh, it's not to depopulate Earth. It's a serious thing. It's a serious virus. We can go on and on and on as far as how it came to the United States and how the whole virus started. But listen, we can't go to the past now. We have to live in the future and the present time. And the present time is you need to protect yourself because I don't know about you guys like I had mentioned, but I want to go back to normal. I want to go back and mosh pit. I want to go back elbow to elbow in a freaking pit at a wrestling show, at an MMA show. And I don't have to wear this dumb mask anymore. I want to feel human already. Instead of being locked up with this thing on my face and all these precautions and the social distancing and all of that. Do your best. Do your best. To help stop the spread of the stupid disease that I am over it already. Just like I know most of you or some of you, all of you, are, uh, are, are pretty much over this thing. Alright, that's my rant for the time. Listen, Tyrone Woodley is going to take on Jake Paul this weekend. It's a, it's a fight that I think Jake Paul is definitely going to have a lot of trouble. We know what happened with his last interaction with an MMA fighter. He won fairly well. Tyrone Woodley, however, is an actual fighter. He has good hands. He has stand-up. He has power. He has a whole lot more experience than Jake Paul. Although, for some reason, Las Vegas has Jake Paul the favorite. I don't know what the hell they're, they're smoking, but Tyrone Woodley has to go in there, in here, as the favorite. This is a guy, this is a former mixed martial arts champion. Okay? Now, if Tyrone Woodley would to be would have taken on a more experienced boxer, perhaps I would have had a different opinion. But the fact that Jake Paul is fairly new to the sports game of boxing or combat sports, you have to go with a more experienced fighter in Tyron Woodley. Woodley has been training with Floyd Mayweather. This guy's a, again, he's a freaking champion of the UFC of mixed martial arts. You're going to go in and tell me that Jake Paul, who has, what, three, four fights under his belt professionally, can beat Tyrone Woodley? My friends, I know it's all about trends and about getting attention. And Jake Paul's had, Jake and Logan have had a, a, a phenomenal way of promoting themselves. And that's awesome. That's great. That's cool. Because it... It has that buzz. 
And now even bare knuckle fighting is doing that, grabbing a whole bunch of YouTubers facing facing each other. That's that's another topic to talk about. But Tyrone Woodley, my friends, has to be the favorite. He and I'm crossing my fingers. He knocks the hell out of Jake Paul. And bring some credibility to mixed martial artists. Because of what happened to Ben Askren there. It's kind of sad. So I'm pulling for Woodley. I'm pulling for you, dude. Do what you got to do. Put this guy in his ass. Represent for combat sports. Let them know the struggles and the challenges that you need to go through in order for you to get to be at your level. As I mentioned, um, again, protect yourselves, guys. But listen, 305 Fights, they're going to have some great amateur bouts this weekend at the Seminole Theater in Homestead. The show starts at 7 p.m. You can visit 305fights.tv in case you can't make it and you can watch the live pay-per-view there. That's 305fights.tv. I'll be out there announcing. Make sure you come out. It's always a good time. You got performances. You got some great looking people. And you got the fights. That's 305 Fights at the Seminole Theater homes in Homestead, Florida. Make sure you come out and enjoy yourselves and uh, and have some fun. All right, listen. We're going to go ahead and talk some new metal here. I don't want to get too uh, overboard with this whole coronavirus thing. But listen, new metal, as you know, has uh, it, it, it exploded during the late 1990s and 2000s. The Limbiscuits, of course. How I'm gonna go watch Limbiscuit, crossing my finger that these guys keep coronavirus free and uh, they come out, they come through at um, Rebel Rock in Orlando. Uh, but it, it left such a great, great mark on the world of rock. And in fact, it was it was like that that I would say that last wave of 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 so much attention. Uh, in the world of rock. And Biscuit, Stain, Corn, uh, Seven Dust, so many bands that are, to this day are still around were so great and captivated that worldwide press. And Matt Carp has interviewed many of these band members and talked about the general, where it is, what happened, uh, and, 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 and what they accomplished. If you remember that Woods, there's a Woodstock uh, documentary right now where they blame everything on Limbiscuit and, and all the new metal and all that good stuff. But it's Matt Carp goes into detail, letting us know a definitive guide on this genre that to this day still exists. Believe it or not, Limbiscuit's still around. They're they're gonna put up an, uh, a new album. Corn is still around. They've had uh, some some pretty good albums uh, recently. Uh, Slipknot still around. So. The trend or the genre is still there. To modify a little bit, gone a little different, different route, but they're still around. And there's new faces too. There's new faces, uh, new bands that are still keeping the new metal genre alive. So let's speak to Matt Carp. He's going to talk about the book and a whole lot more, which drops later this year in the fall. This and a whole lot more coming up next, right here with Matt on the Roman Show. <laughs> So the the book New Metal, uh, a definitive guide. Uh, it's uh, it's quite quite awesome, especially during this time here uh, that we've been with pandemic. And it's about I myself have taken a look at some of the music, and it, it almost sounds fresh. You know, I haven't been able to to, to you know, get 
you get to try to keep up pace with music, but you go back and all of a sudden it's like, wow, that was pretty good stuff. This is the mud vein, you know, they're back again. But Matt, congrats on this book. It's going to be out, uh, as I said, a little later this year. Uh, but what, what inspired you to write the book itself? Originally, about three years ago, I wrote a book called New Metal Resurgence, uh, which was self-published. Um, but I was fortunate uh, at the back end of last year, I was able to secure a publishing deal uh, with a proper publisher. So uh, this was the first book I offered in terms of doing um, an updated version of it, get more interviews, more band biographies, more content um, all around, really. So, uh, yeah, I was fortunate that the publisher would, uh, was happy to take this book on board. And as of today, it's officially going into print. And we finally got all the artwork done, um, the picture section and everything, um, all how we all wanted it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited that hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll get my hands finally on my own book. And then, um, yeah, we're going to start hopefully releasing it. Um, the, the listing is, say, in the back end of July for the UK, but it looks like it's perhaps going to be the first couple of weeks in uh, August. But America, it's, uh, as I said, dead on for the, uh, I believe it's the 22nd of September. So looking at uh, all these interviews that you've done and, and people that you've spoken to, musicians, experts and so forth, what would you say that this genre of music left in the world of rock and music in general, looking back, uh, what now, 20 years, makes you feel old, uh, when this type of music was booming? You know, it was on, here in the States, for example, it was on MTV. Everybody wanted to wear the, the red cap from Limp Bizkit or uh, Jonathan Davis. You know, he made uh, the kilt uh, pretty cool. Uh, so what can you tell me what type of impact this music left on the musical world and in rock itself? Well, it's still very much hated by a lot of the uh, the, the, the so-called metalheads. <laughs> they, uh, I don't think I don't think they liked their heavier music being thrown into the mainstream and on pop channels and invading the pop charts and such. But um, I mean, yeah, part of the inspiration for writing the original book was because there is so many people out there now that still love the new metal era. And like I said, it's twenty years old now, but. Um, you know, there's there's so many fond memories, so many great bands that came back uh, came out at that time, so many catchy songs, um, and there's also a lot of bands that are coming out these days that are sort of using those influences of the original new metal movement to incorporate into their own sound. So, yeah, while it is uh, very much a maligned uh, period of heavy music, it's also very much popular as well with with those that I guess especially witnessed it firsthand and experienced everything that was going on in that time would you say that this this type of genre put metal or rock itself at, at a peak with the mainstream because we talk about the 80s bands and early 90s with nirvana but the limp biscuits and and, and the corns and the papa roaches you know these are music that were featured in commercials or football games or of those sorts yeah yeah well, of course obviously the 80s they had their uh-huh. their moment in the spotlight and as did a, um, various bands in the grunge era but i'll just remember as well new metal was the last real mm-hmm. period of music where the, the music industry itself was thriving um once once new metal sort of you know faded out um, it was the time when the illegal downloading was all happening, so that was the last chance where bands got the multi-million dollar deals and um, and the, you know, the exposure that they, they needed to get their names out there. So, yeah, it was very much what I, I still consider the, the, you know, and some of the interviews that I've talked 
some of the guys about. You know, they say we were the last ones to experience the good record deals and the, the big tours and um, the, the, the luxuries that came with being a signed band back in that, that period of time. Yeah, it, it was just the beginning of Napster during that time. Uh, and I don't think that the kids of today would ever understand what Napster was all about. Um, <laughs> Possibly not Napster, no. <laughs> yeah. So now looking back, of course, they, New Metal continued on and we still see some of this aspect of this music in today's metal. I guess the one right now would be metalcore. Uh, but yeah. where do you find the current state of New Metal? Do you think that it still has life uh, or is it an ICU I mean you still got bands like Korn that are putting in new music uh, Limbiscuit reportedly is putting out some new stuff Deftones released a new album um, where is new metal in 2021 today um, I mean yeah those bands are still putting out music I mean Korn especially I would say their last two albums um, maybe not so much the last one the uh, the Serenity of Suffering, for example, um, and the, um, forgot, forgot briefly, the, the album that came after it, before it. And those two were the proper, you know, they had that new metal sound to it again. So they kind of, a lot of these bands, you know, they, they change their styles every so often, um, but a lot of the time they seem to go back to the, the original roots. I mean, Papa Roach, their last couple of albums I haven't really enjoyed. It's been too... You know, soft and electronic. Limp Bizkit, you know what you're going to get with Limp Bizkit. It's always going to be a you know, swaggering rap metal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Deftones, again, they've, they've always done their own thing. And, you know, they like to they like to um, keep as far away from the new metal tag as possible. Um, but, you know, they, they came up in that time, so that's why they, they sort of got lumped into that. So in terms of the original bands that are still going, I think they're still really healthy. I've actually got the new... APE CD, which is about to drop at uh, some point this month, and again, that is just really going back to their roots. Absolutely killer stuff. Um, and I think the you APE know, are doing the tour soon with mm-hmm. Drowning Paul and El Nino. So a lot of these, I wouldn't say the the main era bands, the second level bands like you know um, El Nino and and such. They're all sort of they're still touring. Um, obviously, they're not going to be able to perform in the bigger stadiums and arenas that they perhaps did the first time around but a lot of those bands are still touring together they're still friends um and still putting out music it might not be as raw and intense as the the 90s and early 2000 music they put out but you know fair play to them they're still still making music they've you know they're, they're not um happy to just sit back and reap the rewards of what they did 10 15 years ago they they want to keep making new music so new metal's in a very healthy state as it is of course it's never going to be the same as it was but um it's still still pretty strong what would you would you predict maybe some new bands that are coming out now that could have a hard punch like the ones that we know of the papa roaches and the corns and the limb biscuits i mean there, there is a lot of great bands coming up um but again without that without those major record labels mm-hmm. um and the support the funding they're never going to get to experience on that level what those bands did back in the 90s. Um, just off, off the top of my head, I mean, you know, America's got some great bands, a really good band called Discrepancies. They're a rap rock act who, uh, who have just re- released uh, their second album. They're just, they're just killing it. Um, over in Europe, we've got a band called Front Street in the Netherlands. Again, rap metal, a mix of 
sort of Linkin Park, Limp Biscuit with some heavier scream vocals, um, Head Trick Trauma back in America using some groove in their metal. Um, so many great bands, but yeah, I think it is going to be um, a struggle to. They're not going to experience that kind of level of success. And of course, with streaming as well, while streaming is important for bands like that, the money's not coming in to sort of you know help fulfil their those bigger dreams, I guess. Do you think that maybe because of the whole electronic or the synthesizers, even though it's been around for a while, but did they have kind of pushed it away? Because when you look at new metal, you know it has the hip hop, it has the funk, it has the groove, and they really didn't use other than Limbiscuit. Maybe they used a little bit of the of the electronic and and, and Lincoln Park, and now Papa Roach and all these other guys. But they, they tend to really stick to to fundamentals. A lot of the time, yeah. I mean. I- I don't want to sort of talk down on some of the bands, but also, you know, it, it's it's a lot easier to make music these days, mm-hmm. um, obviously through the computers and the equipment mm-hmm. that you can use. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a lot of bands that do seem to rely on synth as an extra element to their sound, which I'm a fan of. I'm not going to say I'm not. I, I enjoy those, the synth and the ambience and the atmospherics that bands can incorporate into their music. Yes, there are times when you just want to listen to something really heavy and groovy. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, I guess it all depends as well on the bands, the members' influences and what the, what sound it is they're going for. I mean, there's another band in the UK here called Cross Paths who I absolutely love. Um, again, rap-orientated metal, but their, um, their use of electronics and synth and that, it really enhances their sound. So, yeah, it's not a bad thing to use that, um, but... Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's a common aspect um, in a lot of bands' sounds these days. So, what can people uh, learn or, or, or enjoy from the new metal a definite guide? It's going to come out later later this year. Um, well, it's a good. I think it's a good book for if anybody obviously experienced the the original era like I did. I missed out the first few years. Um, I think I got into the first album I ever listened to in terms of heavy music was Corn's Father the Leader. Um, <laughs> And that was about 99, 2000. But right. anybody that anybody that you know experienced the whole movement, um, some that perhaps picked it up at the same time as me, or maybe a couple of years later, I think it's a good reference guide. Um, the, the the A to Z biographies is over 120 bands from the original movement listed in there, wow. and it's as up to date as it can be. So the, the manuscript was handed in in January. So um, I've had chance to do a couple of small rewrites. So it's fairly up to date, as in the modern day. So you're getting all the information from the original era. And if there are perhaps people that, you know, perhaps turned off of corn, for example, after maybe 2003, this book will give you the information on what they did next, some of the high points, the albums. Um, and of course, for anybody sort of growing up today that are now visiting these kind of bands, this is the kind of book you want. And, um, you know, obviously it's going to open their eyes to the big era bands the mid-level bands some of those that perhaps only uh, hung around for one or two albums um, and of course the interviews that are in there that's probably the, the the most interesting part because it's from musicians from that era who are telling their own stories of what they witnessed what it felt like to be part of the new metal era um, and also a lot of them toured the Ozfests, which yep. you know have just le- legendary stories one after another yep oh those are the good old days these kids would never know <laughs> exactly. No, they won't. <laughs> Neither did I, unfortunately. But there we go. <laughs> well, Matt, I want to thank you so much for your time again. Uh, New metal drops. 
def uh, new metal a definite guide drops later this year in the states uh you can purchase it on uh, your favorite bookstore or online amazon uh, the barnes and nobles etc etc matt thanks so much for your time and i look forward to reading your book uh when it appears and, and, and take me back to those good old days of the new metal and it just you know i'm, I'm gonna go see limbiscuit here uh we're in florida uh, the united states and and uh, when I saw that Limp Bizkit was going to be headlining, I said, wow, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's quite amazing. It's a coming from what I've heard from a lot of American people. Yeah, 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 it, it, it pretty much is. And you're going to get that, that whole uh, festival feeling. Of course, we've been out of action because of the whole uh, pandemic. But uh, it, it's glad to see that bands like Limp Bizkit, like Korn, uh, are still going at it. And hell, it keeps us thinking at least they were young because the music is still there, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And performances are still, are still on point, so uh, that's yeah. the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thanks so much for your time and uh, look forward to uh, reading your book. Thanks, Matt, for the talk. Make sure you guys pick up that uh, album. I'm oh, sorry, that, that book. You can purchase it on Amazon, purchase it on Barnes & Noble, your favorite or wherever you purchase your books. All right, let's finish off here with pro wrestling. So many returns in the world of pro wrestling this past weekend. You had Brock Lesnar, you had Becky Lynch, and you had CM Punk. And there's a division, right? There's all the AEW fans and WWE fans. WWE is more catering to the youth, or the kids. AEW catering to those with 18 and 49. That's cool. Great. WWE Raw, let's face it, has not been the same for quite some time. Just WWE in general just hasn't been the same. NXT now is going on a different route. That whole developmental feel. If you guys caught the takeover this weekend, it's not the production that they had before. It's really skin and bones, skeletons. Even the promos in the back where you had a flag and the interviews. It looked like the good old indie shows or local regional shows type of a production. It had more of an indie feel. And that is what they're going for. In the next few weeks, NXT is going in a new direction and sticking to the whole developmental uh, 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 of, of really the developing the superstars and then bringing them on to the main roster. Which was what was intended too. It was never to take away from SmackDown and Raw. But I have to tell you, I sat on Friday night. I had not... Uh, been able to watch uh, pro wrestling in its entirety recently. Uh, I've been quite occupied with my with certain things I've been doing, but I was able to watch Rampage at 10 p.m. Put the kids to sleep, and I have to tell you that watching that show and seeing the return of CM Punk definitely made me a fan again. I, I have to give credit where credit is due. Listen, AEW is doing a great job at what they are doing, catering to their fans. Is it the right business move? I don't know because, hey, look what WWE—they're they're on a different—they're on a different route. They are catering to the kids and thinking of the future. While let's face it, a lot of these AEW guys that are coming in, some of them are at the end of their career. And they are using them to catapult the young guys, like the Darby Allens, 
like the uh, the Jungle Boys, which is a great strategy. I'm not taking anything away from that. But CM Punk's return made such a huge impact. Over 1 million people watched that event on a Friday night at 10 p.m., which is really hard. On top of that, the merchandise of CM Punk sold out like crazy. It crashed the site. And on top of that, CM Punk was trending about three times with three different type of hashtags. It goes to show you how much of an impact this guy had or in the world of pro wrestling. And again, thank you AEW. You're bringing in uh, that storyline, that, that holy crap emotion that we've been lacking for quite some time. It's going to be quite interesting to see where they go with CM Punk. Of course, there's many, many uh, potential opponents for him that, that could have great storylines. And on top of CM Punk, there are rumors that Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan will be making their way to AEW. And also even an Adam Cole. How is that going to change the panoramic or the, the landscape of pro wrestling is yet to be seen. However, I think that as a fan, we should be very happy because we have so many different options. We don't have to stick to the same thing. And listen, they're on different nights. You literally have wrestling almost every single day. I can't be- ever, never imagine that we would have wrestling almost every day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's insane. It really truly is insane. It's good in a way. Because hey. You know you have a choice. But at the same time it is a little saturated. You have too much. Now here's my thing with AEW. They're all saying that. You know the numbers and the numbers. And I know I cannot compare it. Because back then we did not have the YouTubes. We didn't have the DVRs. And all that new stuff that we have. But the bottom line is. That a million uh, Friday night is phenomenal. But if, if you look at their Wednesday shows, they're pulling in about a million, which is about the same as they did with Friday. It'd be interesting to see what they're going to do this Wednesday with CM Punk appearing on Dynamite. But let's face it, although there's a lot of wrestling, I don't think that there's a lot of interest from your average Joe and pro wrestling. You don't have the four million. And again, you can go ahead and say and debate me and say there's no YouTube and... Back then there were no YouTube and all the other options. But if you really want to see something that you're really dying to see. Then you're going to make every effort to watch it live. You're not going to wait until tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday to watch it. You're going to watch it live. Do you pre-record the Super Bowl? No, you watch it live. Because that's what you want to do. You want to see the result. Same thing with this. When I was a kid watching Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw. I I couldn't wait to sit in front of my uh, TV right after uh, my football practice and tune in to see what was going to happen. So, I'm not sold that those numbers are phenomenal because I don't think they are. I I think that if it really was to the core, it would be a lot higher. It's just my opinion. 
But having CM Punk and all these faces over to AEW is great. It's not the Monday Night Wars anymore. It's a different animal. It's not even competition in a, in a sense because they're not going head to head. And honestly, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to see the competition anymore. I think it takes away it to from the fan from enjoying the the product. It's so great when NXT moved because now I can watch NXT on Tuesdays instead of flipping the channels Wednesdays. So, for me, as that demographic of 18 to 49, it's awesome to see that we can live the nostalgia of that watching wrestlers jumping from one promotion to another and to see uh, these 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 fairy tale matches but in a way at the same time WWE is great as well because listen I have kids and I want them to see a WWE product that is kid friendly unlike AEW where I don't want my daughter or my child to watch two women or two men or whatever beating the crap out of each other with barbed wires and thumbtacks. That's just me. But if I go to WWE, it's great. They don't use any of that stuff and they don't use that much. Rarely do they use foul language. So I think here is a win-win situation because for the adults, you got the AEW. For the kids, you got the WWE. So to all those WWE lifers and AEW lifers and whatever you want to call it, Stop fighting on the internet. Stop being keyboard warriors. And just watch the damn show. Enjoy it. Stop losing your hair over it. It's like they say. It really truly is a good time to be a pro wrestling fan. Alright guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week right here on the Roman Show next week. Remember, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Cheers everyone.